buildingtheman.com. Make sure you're signed up for the mailing list, physical mail and email. Let us know where you are, too, if you can. We do send out newsletters every so often. We don't flood you guys with junk mail or anything like that. What's up, guys? I am live on Trovo, uh, Periscope, DLive, I assume. Yes, YouTube, per- uh, Periscope, Twit, Twitter. And Twitch connecting shortly, Facebook. Did I say Facebook? And of course, TalkStream Live, the audio player. And JLP Live audio player. What's up, guys? It's 9.02 a.m. U.S. Pacific Daylight Time. And I have a hand-picked song, new group for you. This group is called Vroom. And let's play Sorry Excuse. It's sort of a Christian group. They are, were Christians. They are Christians. Enjoy this song, and we'll get on started. Nice little rock song for you, kind of. Melodic rock. How's the volume, guys? One for great, two for too loud, three for too quiet. Four for please mute. Three for too quiet. A little louder, I guess. I don't know. What's up, guys? I can barely hear it. Maybe it's me. Somebody says good boy. Okay. Thank you, Luis. Chris, turn it up. Yeah, please turn it up a little bit more. Oh, but that's that got loud. That got loud. I will have super chats to read for you guys. This was made by a passionate person. High school stoops. <laughs> This is about actually uh, witnessing to non-Christians. Witnessing to non-Christians. This slaps, says Nick. You know, guys, I will be taking your calls, but I have some topics to cover. It is so-called Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Ridiculous. This is great, Hake. Thank you, Stephen Absolution. This is not Blink-182, Colin Barrett. But what's up, Colin I have a poem to read to you guys. And I have a passage as well to read a little bit. That's perfect. Thank you. Thank you to Chris for man- manning the video. This guy is actually singing about a friend of his who wants to go witness to people. You know, like a Christian? Preach? Street preach, maybe? And this guy doesn't want to go. He wants to watch movies. And he thinks, ah, preaching out there, it turns people away from the truth. At least I think. That's my sorry excuse. (laughs) A lot of guilt-ridden Christians aren't there. This is from the year 2000, I believe. And Twitter is pushing... Anti-humanism. Anti-humanism. And there are some 
can I say the word stupid? Stupid, evil, hate-filled, blind brainwashed, angry, anti-white suckers. Did you guys hear about the guy who flashed the three fingers and it was called a white supremacist hand gesture by the lynch mob, the dumb lynch mob. And these are people who know a lot of facts. Stop cussing, hate. <laughs> because stupid is a cuss word. This song is based. Aw, oh, thank you, Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, this song is epic. Very nice. And I may, I may get to some ridiculous pocket headlines as well, guys. This song isn't too bad, Hake. One of your better choices, says John Reels. Appreciate that. Play some Fog Hat and just pretend it's Christian, <laughs> says Daryl Wayne. I'm actually not familiar with him. Yeah, this guy... I really like this group. They're called Vroom. Put out by Decapolis Records. And... But he is a guilt-ridden young man. Or was. And Sam, over there in the chat. Is asking, what's Hake's opinion on all of this Israel-Hamas-Palestine grudge? It's a mess. It is a mess. And I will be getting to your calls as well, guys. How long, how much longer do we have to go? 40 seconds, guys, you can hang. White skateboard music, says Tom Mew. Yeah, I dig this, says Stephen Will. Thank you. Little Green Day sounds, some ugly kid Joe feel. He wants to challenge take and go light the world. Isn't that the Great Commission? Go into all the earth and preach the good news? <laughs> I'm not going to read that absolute death. Hake is the king of little Caesars, says King Drop. Well, guys, very nice. Thank you for bearing with me. It is 9.08 a.m. here in L.A., Los Angeles. Let's get right on with the show! One, two, three, four. Oh, it's the Hake Report. The Hake Report. La, la, la. Fine. I will be getting to your calls, guys. Keith in Illinois wants to talk about the 1619 Project, which is an interesting topic. I told you in Hake News about a, a guy who got relieved of his, his command in the Space Force. And the Space Force was just established by President Trump, our real President Trump. And it's ridiculous because he was relieved of his command for speaking up against communism, which... From everything I understood, communism is against America. They don't even want America to exist. That's communists. 
No borders, no walls, no USA at all. That is the Antifa line. Am I right? They're evil. But this guy spoke out against it. But because we have communists, also known as Democrats, in the government, it is now considered political speech. Possibly. Who knows? Very 90s vibe feels like 1999, says Lin Yenshin. Yeah, that was Vroom is the name of the band, or was the name of the band. And their song was Sorry Excuse. His sorry excuse for not going out and street preaching, <laughs> or whatever that his friend wanted him to do. Also, I see Chris kick-flipping evil away. Tell him he is doing well, says Lin Yen Chin with the Trovo colorful chat. You can go to Trovo, trovo.live slash The Hague Report, Jesse Lee Peterson dot, uh, trovo.live slash Jesse Lee Peterson for Jesse Lee Peterson's thing. And shout out to, to Asmodore hosting The Hague Report on his, uh, on his Trovo channel. Go follow Asmodore as well. Excellent channel. Uh, Cheesehead69 says, Normie conservatives are waking up now that all of their favorite YouTubers are endorsing Bruce Jenner. Well, not this favorite YouTuber, if I'm a YouTuber. I'm not endorsing Bruce Jenner. Are we wrong for dead naming Bruce Jenner, Bruce? I consider it a sign of respect for Bruce, even though he doesn't respect himself, right? Because it's a sign of a lack of respect for yourself to want to change your name to a woman's name when you're a man. Just because you feel like a woman. Yeah. Terrible. But Bruce Jenner is running against Gavin Gruesome. Gavin Newsomes. <laughs> Nuisance. Gavin Nuisance. Over here in California, there's some other liberals also running for office. I voted for the governor way back when, who was it who was ousted? Gray Davis or something like that? Maybe Pete Wilson? I can't remember. But somebody, I don't know, back in the year like 2002, 03 or something like that, we recalled a governor, a Democrat, and replaced him with a so-called Republican, total rhino, coward, weak, physically strong, but spiritually weak, Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I voted for that guy. There was a guy who was actually more conservative, but he was kind of goofy, weak. I mean, you could just tell that he was weak. And uh, I didn't know that Schwarzenegger was going to be that bad. He was a coward. He was kiss-up. What a shame. And uh, my illegal friends called him a cabrón. Is that a bad word? I think that means bastard. Sorry about that, Spanish speakers. I don't like to say cuss words even in Spanish. <laughs> but he, called, they, he got called names because he was not particularly that pro-illegal. But he wasn't that strong against the illegals. I like the Terminator. Yeah, stick to acting, Arnold. Because in real life, pretty weak. He even called out against President Trump, our real president. He was just weak, pathetic. Anyway, yes. Oh, I guess, I suppose, she's had 6'9", that normie conservatives are waking up a little bit. I like normies. You gotta love the normies. That's why I love boomers. Because if you don't love them, how are you gonna help them? Right? If you're just hating them. Oh, you dumb, stupid normies. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not gonna, it's not gonna win any friends or influence people. 
Is that a bad- was that a communist book, How to Win Friends and Influence People? Was that written by a communist? Is that Carnegie? I don't know. But, yeah. Still, it's about- you still have to love the boomers and the normies. But, you also want to, uh, be for what's right. Date for today's description says 514 instead of 517 says, ah, is that real? Is that true? Oh, indeed it does. My fault, everybody. I wonder if I even updated. Apologies to the people who may be confused by my live stream. It says 514 Friday, but it is actually May 17th, Monday. Fired. I'm fired. I, will, I shall be replaced by me. Thank you for the heads up, Big Bump. When have I ever let you down? <laughs> Thank you, Big Bump. For the heads up. Always looking out. So, guys, according to the far-left female-run outlet, before I get to calls, the skim, it is so-called Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And, of course, they, Monday morning, they greet you with this thing in their email, this picture, which is not a picture, it's just a graphic that says, Celebrating Asian American and Pacific Islander heritage. And I'm completely mocking it because it's dumb. It's, a, it's kissing up to people. If I were uh, Asian, I would be offended by this obvious, sick uh, pandering. And, uh, but what else can women do but th- do that? Especially liberal women I'm talking about, in particular. Because liberal women run the skim. Far-left female-run outlet. And they interviewed this woman who's this Stop AAPI Hate co-founder on COVID-19 Hate Crimes Act. There's an act called the COVID-19 Hate Crimes. The model minority myth, which a lot of conservatives say point to Asians as model minorities because, one... They do well in school, and two, they don't commit as much crimes, and three, they make more money than whites, on the whole, on average. The Asians come in here and just take over. They took over Arcadia, which once used to be white, and now Arcadia is an upscale, uh, everybody wants to live there or pretend that they live there so that their kids can go to Arcadia High School. That's one of the suburbs just outside of Pasadena, Arcadia. Took over Monterey Park, Montebello, Montebello maybe, um, Alhambra, San Gabriel, competing with the Hispanics in El Monte, Temple City, all over the place. Uh, Koreatown, they took over Koreatown after the 1965 Immigration Act. Anyway, I guess that would be considered, what, what would that be considered if I'm speaking this way? People would call that... Xenophobic. Xenophobic. Xenophobic if you're American. Xenophobic if you're Biden or British. Anyway, Stop AAPI Hate is an enemy of America group that pretends to stand against hate, but they are pushing hatred. Hatred for Americans. Really. Maybe some of them may fall in, maybe, maybe falling for it. Some of them may be falling for it, but no. The pretense is, oh, there's all of these attacks 
after Trump called it the Chinese virus. Oh, no, he called it the China virus because it came from China. Manjusha Kukarni, Cynthia Choi, and Russell Jung, they created this reporting center. And they're reporting all this data of a bunch of incidences of hate in which most of it's like other, 10% of it is other, some of it is verbal harassment, some of it is discrimination. One of these women is a lecturer at UCLA, and anything from UCLA, in my experience, most of those people are just off the deep end liberal. Will just turn on their friends over any little thing, any little non-politically correct thing. Sick people. Full of hatred, but they want to stop AAPI hate. AA, Asian American Pacific Islander. And they're pretending that these crimes are against Asian Americans. Many of these Asians are not Americans. Just, in, just a side note, they're here in America, but they're not, they're not Americans. FYI. It's just a matter of fact. Um, so anyway, they're talking about the model minority, because Asians do pretty well. And they call that a myth, because they're also victims of racism. Some of the Asians I know, the educated ones, are the na- every bit as nasty as any of the black women or whatever. Once you uh, get to know them, it's true. Nasty, nasty people. The educated ones. The less educated, I love them. <laughs> as President Trump said. Because they're more close to common sense. But they too will follow the authorities. They, you know, the, it's... A, they mostly come from, like, communist countries, seemingly, right? And they fall right in line with the authority and keep your head down, which can be an asset, can be wise, but <sighs> crazy. And so there is a COVID-19 hate crimes act. That's sick. We should abolish hate crimes. Abolish the, the prosecution of so-called hate crimes because it's a complete misnomer. <laughs> UCLA says Matt Mobetta stand-up is Asian-American 12-year-olds who grew up watching Miley Cyrus and Jewish lawyers. Yeah. Close. It is a... Uh, some of them become so-called Christians, but they tend to, tend to be the liberal kind. Not the real kind. So, it is crazy. What a terrible mess. And, and this woman who uh, they're interviewing is called Asian if you're in Britain, but we call them Indian. She looks like she's Indian, like from India. I don't have a picture. I I'll, oh, maybe I'll show you a picture of her. It's ridiculous. I'll take a screenshot, and Chris can show you as I move on. Because it's silly. I, just want, I didn't want to spend a lot of time on this. It's just ridiculous. There, screenshot is in the folder. It's called screenshot. This woman doesn't look that Asian to me. I mean, I know that they're technically India is in Asia, but usually we're thinking about the Chinese, Japanese, the Thai, the Taiwanese, the uh, others, Malaysians maybe, maybe, Indonesians, Filipinos kind of. This woman, that's not an Asian, that's an Indian. (laughs) 
Like, India, Indian. Anyway, just a, just a side note. Speaking of side notes, real quick, before, <laughs> look at this woman. Come on. That's an educated woman. Full of hatred. Full of hatred. She looks nice. But most of the time when you look nice, doesn't mean anything about the inside. Um, what happened to Charlie Hurt? You guys familiar with, oh, I call him Charlie Hurt. I think his name is Charles Hurt. Charles Hurt. I saw these pictures of these, well, I saw on Fox News today. I don't watch a lot of Fox News, but I saw this. I happened to look up. It was on the TV. It isn't actually in Asia, says Lin Yenchin. It's a subcontinent to Asia. Okay. Thank you, Lin Yenchin. It's not the Far East, that's for sure. Um, wh- what were the wise men, by the way? Were the wise men from the Orient? The, we three kings of Orient? Same thing as the three wise men who came and visited Jesus when he was like two years old or so? Were those Chinese or Indians or what were they? Or were they just Russians? Because that's Asia. Isn't Russia in Asia? I don't know. Just a side note. But look at these pictures of these black-eyed people. I famously... There's Charles Hurt. He was live on Fox News looking like this. His, his nose got a nick on it. His cheek on his right side below his eye got a uh, nick on it. His, he has a black eye. And then above his eyebrow, he has a, like a scar thing. What is going on, Charles Hurt? And Charles Hurt, I am familiar with him because I do see his face on Fox News from time to time. And he is or was a contributor to Drudge Report. Huh. And you guys have been talking about Drudge Report. I don't want to make any spurious connections. But it was odd to see him like that. It's, it's always strange. You guys watch movies, and I don't know if you guys watch movies, but when I watch movies, you see a guy with a beat-up face, and he's walking around, and it looks cool. But then when you see it in real life, this doesn't look cool. This looks like he got beat up or bullied or something. Or fell. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on. He's also a bright... Bart News contributor and a Drudge Report editor, or was. Washington Times opinion editor. Washington Times is known to be fairly right-wing. His wife must have beat him up. That's speculation, says Fired Up. <laughs> he ran into Marcus Jones at Popeye, says Evgeny Crosby. These are, these are all just pretend. We're just pretending. But anyway... Uh, it reminded me of the pictures of Harry Reid. Remember, some of you guys may remember Harry Reid, who was a senator, I guess, from Nevada, a Democrat, of an imp of an old, evil Democrat politician. Harry Reid got, he supposedly fell on his treadmill or something, and he got all beat up, and he had a nasty black eye. And he would testify or, you know, speak and lie on the floor of Congress or the Senate or whatever. Here's, here he is in his chair talking. 
way back when that happened, but he normally has glasses and a suit and is a sleazy person. He was allegedly pulling shenanigans with China, by the way, or something, over with around the Bundy Ranch. Remember the Bundy Ranchers? The um, standoff, the, the original standoff over in Nevada? This guy might have been behind part of the shenanigans that had to do with taking away of the, of the private land. And there was another guy, John Kerry, who also got a black eye. Many of these people get these black eyes. John Kerry is that wooden guy who lost to George W. Bush or somebody. He was a, was he a vice president? Or was he just like a secretary of state under Obama after Hillary Clinton botched it? And he has a black eye. Some speculate that it is a black eye club that they um, are in this club that they have to do something. Shenanigans. And, yeah, Freemason type stuff. I don't know. But that's what some people speculate. It certainly looks strange to see grown adult men looking like that. As a kid, it's, it's fine. I guess. I feel like I had a black eye at one point. I remember my brother did. He split his head open. He fell on his skateboard one time. Oh my gosh, his face full of blood. I'd told that story before. Anyway, but those, that's as kids. That's doing kid stuff. Some kind of conspiracy to it. Anyway, I gotta get to Keith in Illinois. Speaking of this um, pushing of this fake racism thing, this smear upon whites, he wants to talk about the 1619 Project. Keith, how are you doing? It's good to hear from you. Uh, yeah, always, always uh, good to talk to you, Hake. Nice. Are you on a speakerphone? You're, com- you're sounding kind of far away. Uh, no, no, just, um, you know, it's a, it's a bell phone, so you never know what you're going to Okay. Do. All right. Well, I noticed that that lady that was talking about the 1619 Project, she never spoke about, you know, how, you know, 365,000, you know, uh, union people died to free the slaves. She never bring up the fact that Democrats were the slave owners. I noticed that they, they always go around that part. You know what I'm saying? They never, because they work for the Democrats and the liberals, so they're never going to bring that part up. It's like, come on. Yeah. No, there's a whole lot of stuff that they leave out. And the other thing is that the um, slavery wasn't racist. It's not racist. Racism is a fake idea. It was, yeah, they were, they were slaves were because, they were slaves because they were available. Right, it was, it was, it, was, it had nothing to do with, nothing to do with race, it had something to do with business. Yep. I mean, I mean, that, that's what it is, it don't justify slavery, but I mean, the reality of it is, it had something to do with business, and they never bring up the fact that the African king sold the slaves to everybody, they never bring that up. I know, and there's, there's worse things in slavery that they support going on today, way yeah. worse than slavery. Abortion? Yeah, like when I, and they when for I that. A, like a, when, I, when I hear a white liberal talk, I'm like, but you vote for these Democrats. They keep black people on these plantations murdering each other every day. Yeah. Okay? In, in poverty. They have no schools that's worth anything. You know, and, and I, I looked at Gavin Newsom. He's going to give away $600. You ever notice the Democrats <laughs> always give away fish? They never give away fish in polls. You ever notice that about those people? Yeah, they don't want you to be, they want you dependent. That's why they hamstrung all these small businesses. Very true. Uh, yeah, they I said, mean, oh, you like, have to I, close down to save lives. It's such a lie. And you brought up, it, it you brought up slavery 
then versus how things are today, that reminds me of what Bundy said, not Ted Bundy. It's not Al Bundy. What's that guy? Cliven Bundy. <laughs> the great Cliven Bundy of the Bundy Ranch. He said, you know, I've often wondered, were blacks better off back in those times during slavery because they had families, they worked, they were Christians, they were happy, they were generally happy people. Rather than where with today, they're immoral, no families, no fathers, for the most part, and the fathers who are there, weak, and that includes actually whites and everybody now today, weak fathers. But they're, they're a mess today. So all of this melodrama about how bad slavery was, look at stuff today. You're, you people are miserable and you don't even know it. Anyway. I mean, you know, it's like, if you look at the, the Hay 2 and the Tootsie, the Hay 2 killed one million Tootsie. These were their neighbors. These were people that looked just like them in the 19, I think it was 90. Yeah. And all because of this one black guy wanted, you know, eventually just to rule... Tanzania, you know what I'm saying? But they killed one million of their neighbors. That is wild. Brutal. Savage. That is... Nobody nobody brings this up. It's like, like, I'm not trying to just throw, you know, black people, my people, whatever, under the bus. I'm talking about the reality of it is, you know what I'm saying? How could you throw stones when you live in a glass house? That's just my point. Yeah. And you know, it's not just the culprits. The reason that these 1619 Project type people who smear America and smear whites and keep blacks in, in anger in a, in a fallen state. It, th- yeah. The reason those people are winning is because of the weak conservatives, honestly. You know, um, people who speak up against the 1619 Project, even guys that I really normally like and admire, uh, Sean Hannity. He was having on Clive and Bundy a lot, and he supported Clive and Bundy until Clive and Bundy said that thing about Oh, you know what? Slaves were better off. They had families. They were working. Or uh, blacks were better off before this civil rights stuff. They were better off. They were working. They weren't on this welfare stuff. They didn't have so much crime and uh, rejection of real Christianity. They pretend to be Christians, but they're not um, blacks. He said that. And then even Sean Hannity, whom I really like, and who fights against the 1619 Project, he, uh, he... kind of disavowed Clive and Bundy, and so did Glenn Beck and a bunch of conservatives, because they run from the fake thing that, oh, Clive and Bundy said racism was, was better for blacks than t- today. They, uh, they believe in the fake idea of racism. It wasn't racist. It was true what Clive and Bundy said. Clive is the father of Ammon Bundy. Somebody mentioned right. Ammon Bundy. The thing about it is, it's like, you know, they won't, they won't take the whole message Right. Somebody explain something. They just take out those little scary little words. Yeah. And then and, and then they crucify people. It's like yeah. you know. It's like no. I, I'm just telling you the truth. The cowards fall in line though. And I, I'm not trying to call anybody I admire a coward, but we can't be. We can't. We can't back down. We have to just steamroll shamelessly like they do. They steamroll shamelessly with lies. Let's steamroll <laughs> shamelessly with the truth. Right, and, and I feel the same way. I, yeah. I, I just do. And, uh, you know, and like I said, you know, if you, if, I just I wish you and Jesse, I'm going to let you go after this. I know you got to go. No problem. The people, the black people that murder each other and shoot each other every single day across this nation is an atrocity, but nobody, uh, you know, the, the certain Democratic, Democratic black, and it's all ran by black mayors and black, 
black police and chief and black everything. The, the it's an atrocity to see these people shoot and kill each other every day. I mean, yeah. it, 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 it's like it's like the hate tool in the teachers, basically. I mean, it's just almost that bad because it, it's such an atrocity and nobody wants to even bring it up because they, they really don't care. They have an right. agenda to use blacks and have blacks kill themselves. So eventually, they'll, they'll, you know what? And these liberals are going to turn against blacks. This is what's going to happen in about another 10 years. They're going to say, wow, well, look at the blacks. They, they're killing each other because they, they're not going to need them anymore. Okay, they, They're not going to need them anymore. And they're going to say, wow, well, they kill each other all the time. They're killing all these other people. Maybe we need to find some way to get rid of them. They are going to turn. Because, I mean, basically they turn on them anyway. I mean, they, they, they're allowing this to happen. So they turn on them anyway. I'm talking about publicly in, in, in the media. They are going to turn on black people. Now, remember who told you this, okay? <laughs> I will, Keith. Yeah, they are... You know what? People don't aren't loyal to each other, and there's a you you will endlessly see a lot of infighting on our side as well as on their side. On our side, yeah. it's really bad because we we can't be we're so weak right now. I mean, the conservative side is so weak right now because most of the conservatives aren't real conservatives, and they will uh, reject you because they have, I guess, the anger and judgment within. It's such that's a shame. True, the, the, the anger is, 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 is definitely makes them blind to what you know what's really going on and what's the what's the real what I call answer to everything. And um, so basically, hey, I just wanted to say that to you. I appreciate you, buddy. Thank you, man. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and then let everybody else talk. So you, you take care, buddy. All right, you too, Keith. Appreciate it. Right. Take care. Thanks. You remember the my uh, my previous guest, Jeff Charles at Jeff on the right. He claimed, and I, I know that they do it, that there is activism against black-on-black crime. It's just not covered in the media. Because these are tiny little activist things. Because the energy is not, oh, let's get together and hate white people stuff. They, so they don't really have the energy. And the media doesn't, also doesn't have any energy for it because they can't use it to... They don't want blacks to be free. They don't care about blacks. The mainstream media? Give me a break. Um, but he says that they're, oh, they're fighting against it, and we are, again, we do care about black-on-black crime. But then they smear the one man who's telling the truth that can help blacks get, dig themselves out of that mess. Jesse Lee Peterson. They hate Jesse. These bunch, most black conservatives hate him. Because they're not for what's right. Shameful. (laughs) I'm chuckling because I got a text, a funny text from somebody. Um, but I cannot share it with you. Maybe one day. Um, speaking of this f- fake activism, just a reminder about who, I mean, about people who are enemies of the people. The extreme left publisher, Dale Carnegie. Thank you, Nick. Dale Carnegie is the guy who wrote How to Win Friends and Influence People. I've never read it. One of my liberal friends recommended it to me. And I guess it was a hint for because he didn't like me writing stuff online. I don't I'd never participated or interacted with this friend of mine online, only via text and in person, mostly in person actually. This was an edu- so-called educated friend. He might have even gone to UCLA. Probably went to some UC or other. <laughs> and uh basically like a childhood friend. And he's recommended, oh, you should read this book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I didn't 
really catch on, but, well, I kind of knew. He was hinting at me because he Googled my name and found my tweets, and I tweeted mean stuff, or Facebook posted mean stuff, and, you know, stuff telling the truth, right? And sometimes it would come off a little harsh, because with writing, you can say stuff that's harsh, and it comes out as strange to such and such person or other. It comes out as, oh, you're angry. When I'm not even necessarily angry, I'm just telling plain facts. But you reread it later, like, oh, this sounds kind of harsh. Because people, it doesn't get across the spirit necessarily. So it just comes out off mean and nasty. Uh, But he told me that, and then weeks later he cut me off. (laughs) And he cut me off because he he saw that I tweeted something about, oh, Mexicans uh, are hate-filled and don't care about what's right. And it was in response after a Hispanic, pro-Mexican, anti-American, American successful comedian, this evil guy, uh, who's that guy who said, oh, California, we're, get, we're taking it back over. Um, he's a very famous, successful comedian, Mexican. He had a, yeah, George Lopez, thank you, Chris. George Lopez, he had a TV show, everybody loved him. He knew how to do this Hispanic accent. Oh, remember this? Remember this? Remember? He would do all kinds of funny things, and then he turns nasty. Turns radical. Like many blacks, too. And uh, he said, oh, this is a, this is, uh, this is not America, this is Mexico, we're taking it back. (laughs) And he's basically mask off. Full of hatred. And he said something, you know, it was amidst the Trump situation. And he said, oh, Mexicans fall for that hatred stuff. They're not for what's right. And so I said that, and generally speaking, I am right. But he said, that's wrong! Well, a friend of his, very close Mexican friend of his, I think got stabbed to death, maybe by some Mexicans, I don't know. So I don't know what was going on with him, but that may contribute to his emotional state. Speaking of passions, remember my, the passionate music I just played? From Vroom? He only stole, stole his jokes? Says Papa in Bear. Anyway, nasty people. And I, I'm not allowed to say something true? Because I'm white? Something like that? So anyway, that guy, he cut me off. <laughs> but anyway, uh, extreme left publisher Twitter is celebrating... This is a mouthful. And spit it right out. International Day Against Homophobia. Biphobia. Didn't know that that existed. Interphobia. Didn't know that that existed. Most people don't even know that intersex exists. And transphobia. International Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia, Interphobia, and Transphobia. And I guess that's today. And uh, all the evil people, including the far-left publisher, it's not a platform, it's a publisher, Enemy of America, Twitter, was promoting it. I guess this was last night, or, no, it's today. It's a social cause. And it doesn't really have that many retweets, honestly. May 17th org tweeted this out. Today is International Day against all that junk that I told you. I support equal rights for all and an end to discrimination. Well, that's dumb because discrimination is a basic, a basic right of all people. 
If there are anything, is there is any such thing as human rights? Uh, discrimination is one of those rights. Just FYI. Ida Hobbit is what it, is what it looks like when you abbreviate it to just the acronym. But I don't think it's supposed to be an acronym. International Day, ID, against a homophobia, but they put an O in it. The O doesn't even belong there. Ridiculous. Idaho bit. Poor Idaho, huh? The state of Idaho got their, the name of their state in this ridiculous international fake holiday. And look at all the organizations and people. In Canada, you have a lot of enemies in, of, the, of humanity in Canada, guys. And then I will get back to calls. J- uh, just go through it and I'll kind of read them off. I'll, I'll bounce off of what you show, Chris. He's gonna, I'm going to have him just show this like a slideshow because there's a ton of these. And it's easier to just follow what he does. Justin Trudeau, the enemy of Canada and uh, Western civilization. He's a proud feminist along with his wife. He has two daughters. Homophobia, transphobia, biphobia have no place in our country. That's true today and on international blah, blah, blah. And every day. It's up to each and every one of us to make sure everyone can live freely and openly regardless of who they love or how they identify. Meaning meaning they don't actually love anyone. And Justin doesn't love anybody. And if you can have a delusion. Just, they have to support your delusion. Sick. What a sicko. Uh, Department of State. The State Department. The United States State Department is pushing this. And they, and they show a picture from the Obama White House that was flashed in rainbows, in rainbow coloring. The United States will work with governments around the globe. Globalist and civil society. It's not civil. Advocates to advance the so-called human rights, which is a misnomer, it's a communist buzzword, of LGBTQI plus persons. Sick. Shameful. Even this premier rugby. Rugby is like uh, a cross between football and and soccer. (laughs) Actually, only the, uh, you guys know. Today is International Day Against Blah Blah Blah. Homophobia, biphobia, transphobia. What about the intersex, interphobia? They forgot that one. We are proud of our rainbow laces. They tied their shoes with rainbow laces. And then this, this, whatever, ref, umpire, ref, showed the rainbow, has a rainbow flag. What? To promote LGBT inclusion in sport and celebrate diversity. Sick. So there go your sports. Jim Watson is the mayor of how do I pronounce this? Ottawa? Ottawa? Ottawa. I want to say Ottawa. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. And Chris. They know. Sensible public policies. Yeah, nothing sensible about that. But they're pretending that, oh, these people are catching all this hate. And hate is wrong, right? Everybody's against hate. But they're hating them by promoting this stuff. Look at this gross flag. This flag is a symbol of the... Homosexuality and transgender mess, and also black and brown. Black and brown. How does that feel, blacks and browns? And UN women, United Nations women, promoting this too. And they have a gif that 
or a GIF. I call it GIF, but some of you guys call it GIF. That shows a bunch of women. I'm not showing the GIF or GIF, but there's a woman of the women or females or actually there's a dude there too. But anyway, fighting against inequality, enemies of humanity, communists, globalist socialists, against Christians, against whites, against blacks, honestly, against the gays too, because this is not good for the gays to be all into this stuff. I don't know what this building is, but that's promoted by the CNN. CNN, what, France? Tower? CNN Tower? They flashed it with rainbow lights. Oh, the CN Tower. Oh, it's not CNN, it's CN. Cartoon Network? <laughs> La, La Tour Tower. It's not Cartoon Network, is it? I'm just ignorant. I don't know. Terrible. But, oh, also the U- Oh, there's pink news. The Ugandan- There's a U- President of Uganda. They've been attacking the rights of Africans to protect themselves from such horrific things as AIDS, HIV. They've had major problems with the STDs over there. And so they outlawed, like, homosexuality because that is one of the prime contributors to that STD which is a sexually transmitted disease. Some people call it STI now. They use STI now because they don't want to call it a disease. They call it an infection now. But the Ugandan president, fake president, is that a president? I don't know who that is. It's a a black guy. And he's old, so he should know better. Old usually used to mean wise, but not this time. This, This LGBTQ activist, unless I'm mistaking this person for somebody else, is urging the world to speak out against brutal homophobic regime in Uganda. Evil thrives when good people keep quiet. And I'll give you an example of that, but that's what... Evil is thriving because the loud evil people are staying loud and the, and the decent people are keeping quiet. That was from Pink News. And then lastly, I don't know if you showed this uh, UN free and equal, the very last one, I think. The Secretary General... Antonio Guterres. And no, it doesn't, it's not Gutierrez. Because there's no I in it. Guterres. Secretary General of the United Nations. Let us work together for an inclusive world. Communist. Globalist communist. Where everyone can live free and equal in dignity and rights, no matter who they are, where they live, or whom they love. Hashtag only together. United Nations stands for the human dignity and rights of everyone. Not including LGBTIQ plus people. You notice that they switched it from LGBTQIA to LGBTIQ to make them sound smarter. Plus people. But actually intersex people are more important than queers. Right? Because... Intersex, that's an actual, isn't that an actual, like, hermaphrodite type thing? Just a side note. And behind this guy, it says, Achieve gender equality and empower all women and girls. Ensure access to water and sanitation and stuff like that. Those are what banners say behind this guy who's pretending to be a noble guy. Antonio Guterres. I forget where he's from originally. Argentina, maybe? A sick person. Blind, brainwashed. 
Wolves in sheep's clothing, that's what these people are. They pretend to be nice, but that's evil. Pure evil. United with Satan, says white man. Yeah, I agree. Very true. The alphabet, alphabet people, says Susan Steffens. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, hermaphroditism is, is uh, intersex. <laughs> yeah, Chris says there's literally no person against people having clean water. Yeah, it's just treat your water so that you don't let the uh, pipes corrode into your water. Duh. I'm looking at you, Flint. Manage yourselves right. You get it. You get what you deserve, right? What a mess. It stands for graphic interchange format. So it's obviously it's GIF, not GIF, says Asmador. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, Chris says, I'm literally as far right as it goes, and I'm not against clean water. <laughs> all right, I guess. <laughs> anyway, it is warm in here. I need the AC on. Nick, can you turn on the AC? Can you open the vent? I've, I've been running a lot of hot air. Let me get to Russ in Hampton, Virginia for more hot air, but over the digital sounds, it won't heat up this room too much, hopefully. Russ in Hampton, Virginia, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right, man. Nice. Gracias. That means thanks in Spanish. So what's yeah. up? I'm I'm very curious about something. Um, the people around Jesse, like you know yourself and like Nick and all those guys that work with him, you guys act like when Jesse speaks, that's the end all be all truth. Like why is that? That's your that's your imagination. No, it's not. No, yes, it is. No, it's yes, not. it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. You just said something earlier about him speaking truth. You always talk about because he does speak uh, the truth. Somebody speaks truth. It's how? Why? Why is whatever Jesse Lee Peterson thinks is the truth is the truth? Because he's wrong about a lot of things. Name one thing he's wrong about. He told me the reason why I feel the way I feel about Christianity. He told me how I feel and why I feel that way, and it was impossible what he said. So it How was is it? What did he tell you? He told me it was because my grandfather was a preacher, and he he preached one thing and lived another. That's what he said. Interesting. And I Don't said, most no. people do that? I wasn't talking about most people. I was talking about myself. Yeah, I know, but he mentioned your grandfather or something like that. Preached one thing and lived another. Yes, that's what he said, and he said, that's why I have the opinion that I have about Christianity. He's probably right. It was impossible for him to be right because my grandfather died before I was born. I know, so but that doesn't mean lived, that doesn't mean the way so he lived didn't means, affect no, no. the way he lived how affected could, could, your parents. How could, the, how could the way he lived affect my opinion about Christianity if I never met? I'll the explain it. The sins of the fathers reach down to the generations. And have that major effects. Prove nothing. Yes, it does. That doesn't prove. Yes, it that does. does not prove anything. Yes, it does. Your you're, your parents were affected by your grandfather. Fact, Jack. Thank you. You said it now. Thank you. you said it now. Thank you. Yes, yes. Once again, 
you're going to suck up and believe and defend Jesse Lee Peterson. Because I'm not going to believe you. You're a sucker. I'm not asking to believe. I'm a what? Sucker. Yeah, you say that on the radio, but you won't I'll say that on the phone when you won't say that to my face. <laughs> but it's a true. Did, the point is, it it's true. It's not true. That's that's your opinion. Yes, it is. It's a fact. You are a sucker. How to the fact? Everybody How's knows fact? you're a sucker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's something else, too, but I'm not going to repeat that. You can go ahead and repeat it. No, I'm not going to repeat it. No, 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 I'm not going to repeat it. But seven no, ways, it's... 17 ways to win on DLive said it, and he's right. I can care less for 17 ways to win said on then DLive. Then how come you trying to get me to say it? Because you might as well. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> because, I don't, you because I don't cuss on air. <laughs> and to yeah, me, the B does. word is a bit of a cuss word. So. Say what? To me, the B word is kind of like a cuss word, so I don't say it. Yeah, okay. And, and he would say, and, he, and you, yeah, he he got, he has, he has. Here we go with the threat of violence, the usual suspects points out. Yeah, why blacks are always, why are blacks always resorting to violence when they get insulted? Sickos. That's you. That's you, because you said no, no, you wouldn't no, say no, that to no, my no, face. No, I'm about to tell you. No, I'm about to tell you. All right. I'm about to tell you. Yes, I can be as violent as you've ever seen, ever. You know why? Now, now, do I? You know why? No. But can I? Yes, I can. You don't know why you're violent. You don't know why. Oh, yeah, I do. Go ahead. Go ahead, because you know everything. Go ahead. <laughs> if you don't know, then uh, I'm not going to tell you. No, you don't know. Anyway. But go ahead. No, go ahead, share. Why are you? Why are you getting all? Why are you getting all trying to get in my face? I'm not in your face. If I was in your face, I'd be in your face. I'm not trying to get in your face. <laughs> why are you talking go tough? Don't, no, don't stop. Why go are you ahead. talking tough? What you, What's your point? I'm not talking tough, Chief. I am tough. Okay. But go ahead. Say what you're going to say. Don't stop. I'm not going to say account. anything. Yeah, I know. You're if not. I wanted to say something, I would say it. Right, because you're on the radio, and you're on, on the internet, and you're not five feet in front of my face. That's why See? you're not going to say it. Exactly, because I told you, because, I can be. Because you can are be an angry person. As ever seen. I know, because you're an angry person. Isn't anger an emotion? Don't we, weren't we not born with anger? Nope. Prove that. You prove it. You're making the claim. I'm not making. You're the, the one claim. making, the, making claim. the claim. You're making the claim. Not, you said, no, "Aren't no. we born with anger?" I asked you a question. You said no. Right. You're pretending that so, it's a good thing to have. I did not say when it that. leads to all I kinds of violence. About being and you're good. black, right? You're black. What does it matter? What I am? Are you black? What? The, what you're you're uniting Are you black? The races with truth. Right? Yes. So what does it does it not Are you dividing black? them with lies? Right. So what does you always say Are you, black? you always Russ. say it doesn't matter about the race. So you Are tell you black? me. Are you black? I am what I am. Yeah. I am you that you, means you black. tell me. That means black. Okay. And you're pretending to care about blacks and hating Jesse over I'm telling the truth. I'm not pretending to care about nobody. I never said anything about caring about nobody. I know you don't care. <laughs> and I don't care about you. Anyway. That's true. I know. You don't care about anybody. You're a mess. Yeah, but that, but that wasn't a question. That was a statement, so... 
you know, what you say is what you say. I don't care what you say. If so you don't you care what you say, what I say, then why are you calling me about it? You're pretending. You're, you're pretending. No, no that, I'm not pretending oh, we, to be Oh, we just blindly believe Jesse Lee Peterson. No, when we can do, see that he's idiot. right. We can see that he's no, right. No, no, because you're blind and stupid. Okay. That's why. Thank you, you. That's why you think that. You proved it. Just like people thought. Just like people thought Jim Jones was true and followed him and killed themselves. Yeah, you're blind and stupid. But that's fine. So Noah's Art Kansas. Noah's Art Kansas has wants to explain it to you. Noah's Art Kansas gave a super chat on Trovo.live slash The Hate Report. He says, Russ, anger is an emotion, and all men who are emotional are women. Cash me outside. Okay, How about prove that? It. Prove said, it. No, no, no. You didn't let me prove finish. It. You didn't let him finish. He said, Cash me outside. How about that? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't want that. But prove it. How do you know what prove he doesn't it. want? Because I know what I do to him. So prove it. Prove what oh, you gosh. Isn't your health kind of failing, Russ? You're making all these claims. Isn't your health kind of failing, Russ? How do you know that you you can take? How do you know that you can take Noah's Art Kansas? Since you're since you're going on this silly tangent about oh you wouldn't say that to my face. Since you're acting so tough, how do you know that you can take Noah's Art Kansas? Why can't you prove anything of the stuff that you say? That's all I'm saying. I don't have to prove it because you're blind. You're blind. That's why, that's why I can't prove it to you. You're blind. I am legally blind. No, you're spiritually blind. blind. You're worse than no, legally no, blind. No, no, you're spiritually no, no, blind. I'm legally blind. No, you're no, spiritually blind. blind. No, you're spiritually blind. Yeah, okay. All right. Because if I don't fall into what you think is right, then I'm Also, wrong. Russ, one last point, and then I gotta go. The weakest thing ever is to say, say it to my face, when you're on the internet. No, the weakest thing is to talk trash when you're on the internet. Cause no, you're internet that's what you're doing. You knew, that's what you're doing. You knew if I was in California, are you not talking trash? Are you not talking trash, Russ? I can back up what I talk. Okay, thank you. Interesting and, comment. And I didn't. And I didn't. And I didn't take the conversation that way. I simply. Yes, asked you did. You, yes, you did. I did not. Yes, I you did. Asked you to back up the stuff that you were saying. That's all. Asmodor says there. Russ is a little girl. Yeah. I wasn't a little girl when I was with his mama. Now, how about that? <laughs> Blacks are very entertaining. That's true. <laughs> Thank you, Russ. Nice to hear from you. Um, yeah, girl said. Hope you got your. And, hope you got your answer. Yourself. Yeah. No, yeah, I did. You you just backed up what I was thinking that you. And you backed up what we're thinking too. Yeah, because y'all a bunch of idiots. So yeah, yeah that, okay. that's fine. All right, take care, man. Nice blind talking with you. Followers. All right. Yeah. Blind followers. All right. Stay blind. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. Bye. Bye, cupcake, says Trump Support 2021. So I will be reading your super chats, guys, and I'd have some callers to get to. Streamlabs.com slash the hate report and uh, all that mess. I have one more track to get to. Another song from Vroom. Vroom is the Group of the week, I'm thinking. Vroom. V-R-O-O-M. And this track is called 25 Years. It's a sad song. It's about divorce. And I think it may tell you what... If it has anything to do with this singer's story, it may tell you why he's in this emotional state that he was in when he wrote this music. So enjoy 25 Years by Vroom. And I'll be right back in two or three minutes, guys. 
Hang tight for the rest of hour two. My father's failure long ago would never be forgot. The differences would continue to drive them apart. The mother could not forgive him. Ian Davidson. Wow. Hey, stop playing Dollar Tree music, says mean, nasty Colin Barrett. <laughs> uh, Fallout Boy, says John Spartan. No, this predates Fallout Boy, I want to say, but I'm not sure. This music is free from copyright. Wow. Beta Tune says, forgive your mama. Yeah, I suppose so. I think he was speaking from experience. I'm not sure. Maybe he was 25 years old when he wrote that. I'm not... Or something. I need a mom and dad, says Penny Roo. Yes. Green Day, says Ragtag Army. Is this considered emo? I don't think it's considered emo. Dude, stop calling it emo, you people. I only ever listen to ska. <laughs> no, I, only, I always only ever listen to hardcore. This is so, some emo stuff, says Carol D. It's not. Emo is just more technical punk, right? This is 
more like melodic rock. I don't know. Anyway, guys. Actually, you want to you wanna educate us on what emo is? Do you happen to know? <laughs> emo means emotional. Right. Uh, and... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just... Uh, it started out as more technical punk, though, right? And hardcore? Well, emo, so they, you know, there was, there was punk and then kind of alternative and rock. Yeah. And you could, they started to combine those elements, but then they just, honestly, they just added the whinier, okay. the whinier sounding vocals, just really emotional, <laughs> like very. That's pop- the early 2000s emo though, right? Well, emo sort of came out of the, ni- right. the early 90s. Yeah. Like I say, the, you know, there was a lot of. There was the punk scene in the in the eighties, and the alt, the alt sound, the grunge sound. Yeah. It started to really just everything became more emotional. The new the new wave music, uh, that everything was getting very very emotional. Right. Yeah. True. And it just kind of culminated in anger with uh, with the the punks. Yeah. Well, that sort of the the anger sort of turned into sadness. Oh yeah. And so. Like I say, you combine all the elements of, you know, you kind of make the punk a little bit softer. Right. Add the alt, the alt scene, the grunge scene, you know, and like I say, the the new wave of kind of like, oh, relationships and crying over this and that. Yeah. Whereas in the past, it was a little more not so on the nose about I'm crying about a woman. It's kind of, (laughs) you know, a little more there might have been a sad tone or something like that, but it's not so. Yeah. Directly, my girlfriend broke up with me, and, like, you know, I'm, I'm crying about that. And was Rites of Spring considered emo or a precursor to emo? Rites of Spring from D.C., that D.C. post-hardcore I'm, I'm not familiar punk rock with them. From the 80s, mid-80s. I don't know. Maybe they led to that. Possibly, yeah. But like, then it, I think it changed because it became more mainstream, and then, and then people, when they think of emo, they think of, like, sad, whiny stuff. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, like I said, it, it really came out of the, the 80s and the 90s. But yeah, I yeah. think when it became very mainstream was like, ev- that's what everyone thinks emo is, like the mainstream version of it. Yeah. The um, What's the, like a my, band from that? The My, my Chemical Romance oh, okay. or Fall Out Boy. Oh, okay. Um, I actually, I never really listened to the old school emo. Yeah. Like that alt, alt stuff, so I can't really think of a, Okay. I can't really think of a band name. Right. Off the top of my head. Somebody said Smashing Pumpkins fans. Oh, remember something Infinite Sadness? Wasn't that a Smashing Pumpkins album? Something, Mel- something Melancholy Infinite. Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. Yeah. Yeah, like I that's said. That's not emo, but that's. No, they're else. not an emo band. They're a grunge yeah. alternative rock band. But yeah, like I said, it all kind of. Emotional stuff. They were all in the same kind of realm. Terrible. Kind yeah. Of in the same realm. Kind of there was a. Especially in the, in the Midwest. That the old the original emo definitely was like the Midwest. Sound. Oh really? Yeah, it was like the Midwest sound. Like, I mean, Smashing Smashing Pumpkins. I'm pretty sure is they're from uh, Illinois. I think. Okay. But yeah, that whole like mid yeah that Midwest area was uh, that's like the OG emo sound. And then when it became popular, that's when you know like L.A. and all that all that stuff. Yeah. You know, that's usually how music works. It starts you know in its organic form in the hometown. Right. And then it goes to L.A. or New York or something. Yeah. All right. Very nice. Thank you for the education to Chris. White Chris. Skateboard White Chris. Um, I don't think music when I hear emo. I think of the way they dress, says John Spartan. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. 
Anyway, guys, some super chats to read. Justice S gave a super chat on streamlabs.com slash the Hake report and said, Good morning, Hake, chat, and Russ. JLP got the best Kool-Aid this side of heaven. Much love, Justice S. <laughs> and that's a reference playing off of Russ accusing us of uh, accusing Jesse of giving Kool-Aid to his uh, cult followers. Give me a break. And so Justice says, yeah, it's the best Kool-Aid, this side of heaven. And it is not laced with poison. It's laced with pure, beautiful truth. Nice. Some little ethnic child says, quote-unquote, sensible policy, which is a reference to what Antonio Guterres of the United Nations, the Secretary General, and common sense gun laws. It just makes so much sense, Hake. Thank you, some little ethnic child. That's true. They uh, pretend to be about age-appropriate sex education. Give me a break. They're pushing lies and evil on the kids, and they're taking away the guns, and they want to pretend that wrong is right, and right is wrong, and that telling the truth is homophobic. What a shame. Or interphobic. <laughs> Whoever even heard of interphobia? Give me a break. Jib-Jab says, turn on the AC, Nick. He's done it. Thank you. And Jib-Jab also says, y'all like it a, y'all like it jungle hot in here. And get the phones. Oh, and somebody tell Russ to take his low IQ and ghost it down somewhere. Yeah. It's true. Sixto Rewhited gave a super chat and said, here's my coin in the machine for the week. Appreciate that, Sixto Rewhited. The snake pit groweth. Mind your words, Hake. They are moving to silence you with more purpose and drive than ever before. The more popular you become, the more attention you will get. Exercise extreme caution. Appreciate that, Sixto Rewhited. Thank you for the warning and the heads up. Very nice. And so, guys, before I get back to calls, I'm getting to BC in New Jersey next. But I just wanted to tell you a quick story. I got a, somebody sent me a poem. A friend of mine sent me a poem. And it is a Christian poem. Or, I don't know if it's a Christian poem. I think of it as being sort of Christian. It was from Real Kids. And apologies if I'm butchering the name. Real K. R-I-L-K-E. But it's a, I guess a German name. German, I think. Bohemian Austrian <laughs> name. Real K's Book of Hours. And I don't like the subtitle, but it says Love Poems to God. Ugh. A little bit of a cringe thing, but okay. It was translated by a couple of women. Anita Barrows and Joanna M- Macy. Macy. But uh, inside of this book is a poem. I guess this poem's title is written in German because Austrians speak Deutsch, and they're very resentful of that fact, I hear. <laughs> ich bin auf der Welt zu alien und doch nicht alien genug. And I probably butchered that, but that is German for something. And the poem reads, listen to this. It's a nice poem. I like it, actually. I am too alone in the world, yet not, in no, not alone enough to make each hour holy. It reminds me of Vroom, actually. Vroom, the, the passionate band that I just played. 
How he feels guilty about not going with his friend to go minister. <laughs> He'd rather go watch movies 10. Uh, I'm too small in the world, yet not small enough to be simply in your presence, like a thing, just as it is. Meaning he's beating himself up for not being uh, humble enough. I want to know my own will and to move with it, and I want in the hushed moments when the nameless draws near to be among the wise ones, or alone. I want to mirror, mirror in your immensity, talking to God, right? I want to never be too weak or too old to bear the heavy, lurching image of you, meaning uh, be the image of God, right? I want to unfold, let no place in me hold itself closed, for where I am closed, I am false. I want to stay clear in your sight. That's a nice poem, right? And so I looked up, who could have written this poem? Because I looked at the cover of the book, and the cover of the book says, Rilke's, by, and Rilke is Rainer Maria Rilke. So I'm like, I feel like there was a person, a male named Maria in the past. There was a very famous open letter that was written by a living man, one of whose middle names was Maria. So it could be a man named Maria. And indeed, it is this man, Rainer Maria Rilke, or was. He was born in 1875, died in 1926, at the mere age of 51 years old. I think he had leukemia. What a shame. That's like blood cancer, right? And his real name is actually, you can show pictures of him as an old guy, <clears throat> but I'll get to him as a young, young kid. René Carl Wilhelm Johann Joseph Maria Wilke. That is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven names? Man, that is old school. Here he is, is like a 25-year-old. Looks like one of you guys, probably. Almost looks like white Chris. Not quite. Looks a little bit like Jaden McNeil, am I right? Happy birthday, Jaden McNeil. I hear that it's Jaden McNeil's birthday. That's that friend of, uh, friend of ours, friend of yours. Follow him. I think he's probably on Trovo. I'm not sure. Uh, I hear it's his birthday. But anyway, uh, Skateboard White Chris says he's probably related to this guy. Yeah, but this guy was a, a poet, a writer. He traveled a lot through Europe. Actually, he met a ton of very famous uh, people who I consider famous today. Like, uh, you know, because I studied art with an emphasis in graphic design, but I studied art. But anyway, look at this ki kid as a three-year-old. I think he was about three years old at this, in this picture. He was born in Prague, the capital of Bohemia, I guess, which was part of Austria-Hungary. His childhood youth in Prague was not especially happy. His father was a railway official after a failed military career, but worse than that, his I don't know if that's even bad, right? His mother, Sophie, or Fia, Entz, came from a well-to-do family, and she dressed him like this, according to Wikipedia. Look at this picture, and if you're listening to the audio feed, I'm going to describe this picture. It's a black-and-white photo of a little kid. It looks like a girl because of the way that this boy is dressed. Looks like cowboy boots, but this is before the cowboys, I guess. With a little dog and like a book or something. And it looks like a frilly dress and tights. 
And I don't know what the style was back then in, in Europe where, they, where he grew up, but the relationship, according to Wikipedia, is dressed in like a, Philly, a frilly dress. Dress. With like a... What year is this? This would have been 1878 or, or 1879. And you know, the style does change, right, in Europe, but this is not right. This is not a... This is not how a boy would have been dressed, I don't think. And listen to this. Let me explain it. This is from Wikipedia. His mother, Sophie, Fia. The relationship between Fia and her only son was colored by her mourning, meaning uh, grieving, for an earlier child, a daughter who had only died one week old. Died one week old. During Rilke's early years... Fia acted as if she sought to recover the lost girl through the boy by treating him as if he were a girl. According to Rilke, he had to wear fine clothes and was a plaything for his mother like a big doll. His parents' marriage, speaking of divorce, failed in 1884. Let's see, he was born in 75. They divorced in 84. Man, divorce even back then? And when he was like nine years old? French Revolution type stuff. Crazy mom. Says Chris, yeah. He was expelled from school, all kinds of different things. He was poetically and artistically talented, which is usually like emotional, right? Mess. But he traveled. He fell in love with this woman called Lou Andreas Salome, who was 14 years older than him. According to Wikipedia, he met and fell in love with the widely traveled intellectual woman of letters. And she got him to change his name from René to uh, Rainer. Rainer sounds more German and masculine and forceful and Germanic. I don't know, but that seems like insecurity. He's listening to the woman. An older woman. And she was married, by the way, and he traveled with her and her husband, too. Weird. Yikes. And then he married a different woman later who was like... You know, younger than him, a little younger than him. But they divorced too. They divorced too. And what's weird too is that he married her. They made a baby, a daughter, of course, right? She must have been stressed. And he, let, he went off somewhere. And then she went off to be with him. Oh, they tried to divorce, but because he was Catholic, a non-practicing Catholic, there were troubles. Like he couldn't really make it happen. Because he still believed somewhat in God. Like, he wrote this book of, of uh, so-called love poems to God. I wonder if he really called them love poems to God. But that's strange, huh? Messed up families even back then. What a shame. Terrible shame. The French Revolution was the original sexual revolution. Yeah, that's true. I think I remember that. The Baroque. Was it the Baroque mess in the Roman... All of that mess. Terrible. But he met a lot of famous people. And he had portraits made of him, and he wrote famous things. Messed up families since 3000 BC, says Daryl Wayne. Yeah, I suppose that's true, huh? Very true. 47%? According to Ragtag Army, 47% of America have German descent. He was Antifa, says Jose Diaz. Jose Diaz. Anyway, BC in New Jersey, 
He's been on hold for some time. I got to get to him. BC, thanks for holding. How are you doing? Good. What's going on, Hey. Hey. Not much. Yeah, I'm just on break at work, but uh, I heard uh, heard that last caller, so I kind of inspired a question. Okay. Um, So what do you think about... uh, So that guy was obviously pretty angry. I mean, you could just kind of tell. Right. right, From the way you talk. Yeah. Uh, And you you kind of hit the nail on the head with, like, you know, you picked out exactly where he was coming from just based on the way he was talking and the smarmy questioning and... Yeah. Like, and you could like we could also identify like a bit more about him, you know, based on the attitudes. What do you? Why do you think anger and other emotions like that are so different among different groups in America or anywhere? But particularly anger. What do you mean? What do you mean? Anger is different among different groups. Like this was a disagreement about whether or not JLP was speaking the truth or not. Right. And he goes right and he goes right to I want to fight you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I noticed that people of other groups maybe wouldn't go that far. I don't know, but like just the general comments on how anger portrays itself among different people, ind- individuals too, but also different groups like Yeah. I, well, do you have I, any any thoughts on it? It is definitely in the culture to promote and be angry and passionate amongst blacks. And that guy is more of an intellectual, so he may be kind of compensating for being a little bit more on the nerdy side and trying to act extra tough in that way. But it is definitely like, they treat each other that way too. And they treat everybody that way. Um, So I think that in, in that sense, anger has been promoted and not discouraged Whereas with whites, if you're, if you're ang- openly angry, you're more likely to go to jail or be subdued or shut down. And so you, whites are more encouraged to be, uh, play along and be nice or be quiet and more, at least more civilized or act more civilized. So there's that right. for sure. Blacks are given a pass, whereas whites are are falsely accused of stuff that's not even true. You know what I mean? And it's both are a yeah, total exactly, both are a yeah. total disservice to to both groups of people. It's not good to be giving people a pass for being angry, but it's also not good to uh unfairly quelch people from expressing themselves honestly. You know what I mean? So oh, it is it is definitely yeah. a uh a phenomenon a cultural phenomenon from uh, the outside and maybe too from like the families themselves definitely the families too themselves by far i think that's where a lot of it comes from is the fa- is either family or lack of family structure is where these things come from cuz like even back in the day it wasn't it wasn't like it is now within that community and back in the right. day whites were were not as like you know they weren't as, as we are scared now. yeah and soft Weak, for sure. Yeah, interesting, man. Um, also, do you know Darren J. Beatty? Yeah, he's uh, he said that JLP should be in the Trump administration. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's he's right. A, yeah, I think he's like a Jewish guy awesome. who's on Twitter, and I think he's behind Revolver News. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 
Yeah, what about him? Oh yeah, no, he, he's just awesome. But I, I knew that there was a link between between him. First of all, he's just awesome. Yeah, like his content on Twitter is really good. His the revolver is really good. He gives really good analysis. But it's just cool to see like cool connections between. Like yeah, like he 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 totally supports you guys. Yeah, I don't and think that we've ever talked with him. Maybe we should have him on the show or something. I don't know, but yeah, he's, he's an interesting guy. Guest. Yeah, he's a great guest to have on. He was on. He's been on Tucker and he's been on. Uh, he's been on other people, but he's a great guest to have on to talk about what's really going on. But one thing, he, he, his Twitter is just full of great stuff, and he talked about how meritocracy in America is basically it's not only over, but they're trying to remove it. And one way that they're doing that is by getting rid of the SAT. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed this. Yeah, I talked about that. I mentioned that in Hague News. I don't know if you caught that at the end of our oh, two. Oh, I missed that. Okay, all right. Yeah, it is ridiculous. Uh, the UC systems... University of California systems are no longer going to consider SAT scores, which has been like ever since before I was born, I want to say. They've been using SAT scores to allow people into their schools and ACT scores for admissions because it's racist. They were sued right. over it, but they're part of the, the UC systems. That, they're a bunch of liberals themselves, so it's liberals suing worse liberals, really communists suing communists because... I think the whole UC system should be shut down. It's doing more harm than good. And that's been that way probably oh, for years. I just, I would just got through talking is. about UCLA and it's ridiculous. So. Oh, wow. All right. So, you, so you're, 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 you're well aware of that. But yeah, the UC system is like that lawsuit is basically one set of lefties moving money to another set. <laughs> only, yeah. to hurt, only to hurt us. That like, is so true. System, the UC system is one of the biggest donors to left-wing uh, political candidates as well. If you look at AOC's top donors, it's a bunch of big tech wow. like Microsoft, Google, Facebook, and then it's the University of California. You serious? <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Swear to God. Um, according to a, the Superior Court of California, according to the Epic Times, the Superior Court of California Alameda Division or District, whatever, at the end of August of 2020, the 31st, he or a judge ordered them the UC system to stop using the decades-long mainstay these SAT scores, right? And the UC system will pay. You just mentioned money, one point two five million dollars in attorney fees to the lawyers for these uh, organizations that called the the tests racists, these standardized tests racist, and the lawyers are representing Chinese for affirmative action a group called Chinese for Affirmative Action, College Access Plan, College Seekers, Community Coalition, Dolores Huerta, Huerta Foundation, Little Manila Rising, oh and the Compton Unified School District. Wow. It's ridiculous, huh? <laughs> yeah, and that standardized test is one of the only ways in which poor whites in America get out of the working class because wow. if they perform well academically, they can get into the upper schools. Yeah. But if you take that away... They're just going to be judged for being another white kid. It doesn't matter that they're poor. It doesn't matter that they're middle class. Well, they're just going to be another white kid, so they're not going to be able to get out of it. The good thing is that these schools are, are worth less and less as the time goes on. These schools are not really resulting in graduating doesn't get you a job. There's a whole lot of gra- people with degrees and no job is what I've heard for years now, you know? And they're being taught... Horrific stuff anyway 
including even people who become doctors and uh, scientists. Oh, yeah. They're getting taught all kinds of madness that they, many of them just swallow. So maybe it's all for the better anyway that we just, people abandon these schools regardless. Well, but that's the thing. Us abandoning them won't do anything because they're basically part of they're they're basically part of the state. Like the state will subsidize them to keep them alive. Yeah, they're just they're, they're like another wing of the state. It's just but, funneling. But as more you know, but as more people abandon them, more people will get closer to the truth if their if their goal is truth. True. And they'll get true. They'll they'll start to vote out this madness. Maybe we can sw- we can. I think that we can take back California. Or, uh, I, or there's I no so proof too. that we can't. There's no, there's no yeah. reason to write it off. It's not over. We're still here. We out here. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We out here, Eric. All right. I'll let you get to the next caller. Right? Thanks, always, BC. You always go on and on. I'll, I'll let you get to the next caller. All right. Take care. Very nice. Joe in Florida wants to talk about the word homophobic. Very interesting point. The first time I heard it, I was probably in high school. Man. <laughs> what's up, Joe? <laughs> hey, yeah, I, I'm just so curious, right, because there was a lot of homo talk in the news earlier. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't phobia supposed to be like the suffix of a word to be afraid of or the fear of something? Yes, it is. Ordinary. <laughs> so, so because we disagree with their lifestyle, Somehow we got imposed that we're afraid of it. Right. Yep. It is. Do you see what I'm talking about It's just like the word racism. They're pretending that they can read your mind and read your heart, and they're pretending that the problem is with you. There's something wrong with you for seeing something wrong with them. Well, Very true. I mean, you know, I don't want to talk for all straight people, but I seriously doubt there's anybody who's afraid of a homo. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, you know, I mean, I some people are t- are put off by it, and they're like uh, disgusted yeah, by but it. That doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that they're afraid of it. They're just disagreeing yeah. with the lifestyle, you know. And and somehow because we accept that word, you know, I called a week or two ago about that word Latinx, and this is kind of like what yeah. I'm talking about. Although homophobic has been around a lot longer or whatever, right. it just got accepted as if somebody's afraid of gay people. There's yep. nobody afraid of. There's nobody afraid of you. We're just rejecting the lifestyle, yeah. but somehow it's just imposed on us, and now we accept it as for the word that it is, and it's just mind-boggling to me that it keeps getting used, and I get it, but it's just not what's happening. There's nobody afraid of gay people. Yeah, that's true, <laughs> except for the people who should be afraid, who, like, ch- children should stay away from, from them, you know, and, especially and, the and, ones and who are trying to impose their mess on the kids and regain their their innocence and have ulterior motives and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I just thought it was very interesting how it's such an accepted word, but when you like yeah. extrapolate it, it's saying that you are afraid of, no, nobody's afraid of you guys. And yet, you have people who pretend like they're objective journalists, so-called, or reporters, using this these phrases without any uh, sense of considering what it actually means. They're liars. It I shows mean, you that these are not to be trusted, these people. And even uh, even those of us who know better, there's such a normalcy to that word that we accept it in a normal kind of way. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Because it's so yeah. common. It's kind of like I heard, uh, what's that guy? There was a guy who, you know how a lot of whites who are pro-white, they're being called Nazis. And I yeah, heard sure. uh, 
Christopher Cantwell. Well, some people question where Ken- Christopher Cantwell is going, coming from, right? But Christopher Cantwell is this guy who's used to be, uh, according to him, he used to be more libertarian. And then after the Trayvon Martin madness, you know, lionizing a, a thug, he mm-hmm. became more radical. Um, right. And so he wasn't radicalized by the online. He was radicalized by the mainstream media, just FYI. But sure. um, they, he said, that, oh, I'd love to have a bunch of, see a bunch of Nazis do this or that. But he didn't mean actual Nazis. But he's starting to use that buzzword, which is b- being used against whites. I literally saw, heard him say that on that Vice documentary f- so many years back after the Charlottesville thing. He used the word Nazis. It just seems like a really lazy way to paint a broad label so yep. that there doesn't have to be thinking that goes deeper into that. Yeah. It's kind of like the people that say pro-choice. No, you're pro-abortion. You're pro-killing the baby. But they right, use right, euphemisms right. to hide what it really is. It's a uh, pejorative. Also, before, before I let you go, I just wanted to extend an invitation to Russ to come out to the men conference in case he's worried about thinking that somebody's worried about saying something to his <laughs> face. You know, I, I'm no tough guy. I'm 6'3", 240. I'm no tough guy, but we'll, 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 we'll pound you with love right in your face if that's what you need. <laughs> and, and, and if he thinks he's in can't you imagine Russ fighting? He probably hand slaps like a woman and pulls hair or whatever. <laughs> I, I can see it now. But, but you know, I don't even feel any kind of way about him because yeah. I know that he's lost or whatever, and you just pound him with love. But let him know that there's nobody worried about saying anything in his face. <laughs> right. Appreciate anyway. it, Joe. Look forward right, to buddy. meeting you over there. Yeah, man. I can't wait, buddy. All right. Take care. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Yeah, the men's conference. 11th annual men's conference. And it's nice that we took the, it's not nice, but it's kind of nice that we took a year off so that the 11th can fall on 2021. Because the first men's conference, I believe, was 2009 or something like that, or maybe, I want to say 2009, but maybe 2010. And so, it must have been 2010 then, I don't know. But anyway, um, the 11th annual men's conference, the, the um, 10th annual was in 2019. We had Owen Benjamin, we had Destiny, we had uh, that guy um, Tatum, Brandon Tatum, and that one guy who's from PragerU, young guy, good-looking guy, um, and some others. It was fun. It was cool. Oh, we had one of those other black guys, maybe another former cop. Yeah, Will Witt. It was great, and it's going to be even better... Orlando, Florida, make sure you join us if you are a man or a male, a real one, rebuildingtheman.com or jessieleepeterson.com, and uh, it'll be fun to meet you guys, guys only. The next day, church with Jesse Lee Peterson, I believe it will be 10 Eastern, which means 7 Pacific, so if you guys stay out here, you have to get up at 7 in the morning to watch church live and join us in the live chat. (laughs) 7 Pacific. Because we're going to be doing it at 10 in the morning out there, and uh, that's the plan anyway. We'll keep you up to date on it. Oh, the next day, yeah, Kelvin J. Thank you, Big Bump. Kev- Kelvin J. was the other black guy who was there on stage. It was fun men's conference. That was great to meet you guys. There were people from way over in uh, Scandinavia came out to uh, the men's conference in 2019. Jib Jab says, not coming this year. All right, man. 
we'll catch you another time. It was nice to meet you uh, a few years ago, I want to say. Anyway. Yeah, look at this Space Force guy who was fired. I have a picture of him and a little headline from the Epic Times. Speaking of this ridiculousness, punished for being pro-American in the government. I, re- I read about this in Hake News, end of hour two of the Jesse Lee Peterson show today. A Space Force commanding officer was relieved of his command for de- basically for denouncing Marxism, which is communism, which is anti-American, and I'll explain why, but look at this guy. His name is Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Lohmeyer, former instructor and fighter pilot, and he wrote a book. The book was called Irresistible Revolution. Irresistible Revolution, Marxism's Goal of Conquest and the Unmaking of the American Military. Young man, sounding the alarm, pro-America, and he appeared on a podcast called Information Operation. He criticized Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, whom the Senate, the disgraceful rhinos and Democrats in the Senate, voted to make an exception for Lloyd Austin, the black guy, who was pretty much fresh out of the military. You're supposed to be seven years removed from the military so that you don't have a conflict of interest with other people who are still in there. But he's the Secretary of Defense. They made a special exception, right? And uh, he's black. That's partly why they made the special exception. Chosen by Sleepy Biden, or the Sleepy Biden's handlers, you know, Sleepy Joe, And Austin, right after he was confirmed by the Senate to their disgrace, Austin ordered a stand-down to deal with so-called extremism in the ranks of the military after the January 6th Capitol breach, which was a mostly peaceful protest. How many people showed up to the Capitol? 100,000, maybe? Or maybe many tens of thousands, right? And then how many were arrested? 300 or 500, 400? That's a tiny, tiny percent, as Joe from Phoenix might say. Just tiny, tiny percent of uh, the people turned violent. Mostly peaceful protest. Fact. And some of the guys went a little wild. Not one non-Trump supporter was hurt. Well, I guess there might have been a few cops who were liberals, right? It's the Capitol Police. But they didn't get killed. No non-Trump supporter got killed. Only Trump supporters died, including Officer Sicknick. May he rest in peace. What a shame. Brian Sicknick. And it's not even proven that... Who knows why? Who knows why he died? Crazy. 40-something years old. But this guy was like the nicest guy. Lohmeyer. This uh, Matthew Lohmeyer, author of Irresistible Revolution, Marxism's Goal of Conquest and the Unmaking of the American Military. He's warning about this stuff being divisive. And so he was relieved because he uh, lost trust and confidence in his ability to lead. That's what they lost. Constitutionally, oh yeah, he used politically, political activity, prohibited partisan political activity. Or that's the investigation. They're investigating this guy right now. Because look at what he said. Well, we don't know exactly why, because they, won't, they don't tell you why. But this is one thing that he said about Lloyd Austin. I don't demonize the man, 
But I want to make it clear to both him and every service member that this agenda will divide us. It will not unify us. And that's what he's talking about with the military. Austin is promoting diversity, inclusion, and equity, which those are not unifying. Those are rooted in critical race theory, which is rooted in Marxism, which I say is communism. It's all about smearing whites, casting blacks as victims, smearing America and Western civilization in general as oppressive. So it's basically saying America is not a valid country because you're founded on slavery and genocide. And that is racist. You hate blacks and uh, American Indians. Lies. And you see people calling in to the show all the time. That didn't used to be the line. This slavery and genocide thing. This only came about relatively recently. There were some people pushing that mess. Some communists, you know, deceivers. But they're not based in reality. What a mess. What's really to say about the Israel-Palestine thing? Some, somebody commented, wanted me to talk about it. What's really to say? They're fighting over there. When are they not? When are they not? Is Hake a brave dude? Can he take a stance? Says A. Owens. What stance do you want me to take? They're fighting over there. Shrug. Shrugging my shoulders. I know that we helped them build the Iron Dome. I think that the Obama administration helped them. But anyway, if you have, a, if you have an opinion on this Israel-Palestine thing, call on in on it. Call on in on it. But I just don't have a big opinion on it. I know that Biden is not uh, the leader to bring peace into the world. Men are. And Biden is no man. Trump was a man. And he helped bring peace. He helped bring strength. And that's peace. Right on. Right on. But there's, you know, you hear about these states condemning this critical race theory curriculum stuff and saying, no, you can't use it. And they're also banning the, the use of the New York Times' debunked 1619 project. The 1619 project which says, oh, that's the, when the real founding of America was, which is not even true. Not even true. White House Press Secretary, though, Jen Psaki, recently defended both the 1619 Project, and then we will get to your calls. Hang tight, guys. Recently defended the 1619 Project in critical race theory. She's all... Oh, she defended it. It's ridiculous. But, um... Lohmeyer said, if you're a conservative in the military, you're lumped in and labeled extremists if you're vocal. But if you're far left, then it's okay to be an activist online because no one's going to hold you accountable. And the far left activists are running the place. What a shame. What a shame. Terrible. Ridiculous. And you know what else? There is, <laughs> speaking of why we lose, here in the States, Elise Stefanik is talking tough. She is now the third woman in charge, third place woman in charge of the, uh, of the uh, GOP. 
Elise Stefanik, GOP chair Elise Stefanik, Justice Department is trying to try the Justice Department is trying to block the Maricopa audit. And like I said, I don't really have high hopes in the Maricopa County to bring anything about because most of these people don't have any strength. And this woman is not really taking a strong stand, but she appeared on the Sunday shows claiming that the Justice Department, and they're evil, the Justice Department is trying to intimidate Maricopa County and the uh, state senate over there, trying to, trying to get to the bottom of what really happened in the 2020 election. She's a Republican from New York, Elise Stefanik, and she said that the Justice Department's Civil Rights Division, Pamela Carlin of the Civil Rights Division in the, in this, in the Justice Department, said that the proposed work of the audit raises concerns re- regarding potential intimidation of voters. To double-check the vote? I don't think so. And so she says it's unconstitutional from her perspective. That's Elise Stefanik. Un- the Biden Department of Justice is trying to block the audit is unconstitutional from my perspective. That's lame. And she said that states write election law, right? Because they have the power over it. But it seems like it's a little too little too late. Too little too late to be auditing the 2020 thing. But I'm glad they're doing it. But the, who's the leader of the Arizona State Senate? Karen Fan, a woman. Another woman. Bunch of women trying to hold, hold people accountable with the election. Give me a break. It's not going to happen. What a shame. Anthony in Brooklyn, New York, wants to talk about this Israel-Palestine thing. Anthony, how are you doing? Hey, James. How's everything? Going well. How are you? Uh, same here. Well, um, I'm not sure if you remember I called you before. I'm You're the Syrian? Syrian? Christian. You're Syrian? Yes. Okay. Yes, Syrian Christian. And um, this whole Palestinian-Israeli conflict, it's so simple. It's going to always happen. The the one thing that the, the Muslims and the Jews have in common is that they both are religious and don't believe in Christ. That's why they're always going to fight, because that's the thing that they have in common, that the more religious a person is, the further away they are from the Holy Spirit, even though they both live on the Holy Land. So how ironic is that? Yeah. But, and the Christians are the ones stuck in the middle, you know, just getting hit from both sides. And But the, really the whole mess is just um, religion, because... Um, even though uh, you know Jesse and, and you know says that um, uh, Christianity is the greatest religion, and I agree to that. Yeah. But at the same time, it's all wordings because I don't believe Christianity even is a religion. It's it's, it's a relationship with God. So, it's. it's I think it's the, the only real religion. religion. Yeah, it's the only real religion. But in reality, the real R word is not religion. It's relationship. No, I Islam, think it's religion. It, it, I don't Islam like that relationship thing. Islam and Judaism are both very worldly, powerful religions. Yeah. But they don't, there's, no, there's no faith. But they're false no religions. They're not well, real yeah, religions. They're, they're worldly, yes. Yeah, so you can say they're false because the world is false. So you're right about that. Christianity is, is a spiritual religion, which makes it the true religion. So yeah. yeah, you're right. 
But um, yeah, it's just they both have the same thing in common, which is they don't believe in Christ. That's why they're always going to fight. It's never going to stop. And then and we have women Syria in charge is, right now. Biden is a woman. Oh, it's, it's yeah, he's a, he's a beta to the max. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why um, if Trump was, was leading right now, the, the, uh, Syria, uh, the whole Middle Eastern situation would be much better than it is right now. Yeah. But, but you know, so hopefully the best happens and... Yeah, I heard, I mean, there, I saw some headline that the U.S. is ready to work with them. I mean, the United Nations is calling on an immediate peace fire. Ooh, give me a break. That's not going to, yeah, yeah. it's not going to be for, anyway, it's not going to bring peace. The United Nations is never for yeah, what's right, yeah. by the way. But yeah, the United yeah, States is ready to help Israel if they, and Palestinians, if they seek a peace fire. So says Linda Thomas-Greenfield who is an ambassador to the United Nations, who's a black woman. Give me a break. Well, everything they say is the opposite, because the, the UN is... They are, are, they the are, en- they are, are enemies the of America. They're yeah, enemies. they're the ones causing the problems, yep. yeah, exactly. And the real Americans, they know what's happening. They're starting to wake up. Yeah. All we can do is talk and uh, do what's good for ourselves. But uh, all these wars and everything that's happening, it's, it's just... Don't let it distract us from what's really, you know, from, from the truth, because they, these people are always going to fight. And, yeah. and not only that, they're trying to spread it, too, across but to, it can to, be, to America. But people can be contained if we have men in charge, like Trump. That's true. That we didn't That's have true. this type of madness going on to this level. People were all yeah. scared that, oh, because Trump bombed Syria and he bombed Iran yeah. a little bit. And then we got bombed back and some of the guys had headaches and brain, uh, alleged brain tr- brain damage, but for the most part, it was peace, and he was bringing all these peace accords and all that stuff. People criticize him for being all pro-Israel, but whatever the case, no matter what he does, they'll criticize him. We didn't have wars. Exactly. He's the only president where we didn't have wars. Yeah. So that's the the irony of that, you know? People think he's so uh, dictator. A dictator wouldn't even let them. They thought he was a loose cannon, but they're (laughs) the ones who are loose cannons. They're evil. Exactly. Yeah. This, this life, the truth is backwards, and the lies is it seems like the truth yeah. to, to the masses. So you know, yeah, what we can do is um, you know speak the truth. But um, uh, one more thing, like the the wars that the, the world like, like the the war in Syria that happened, that was the first time in history that the entire world invaded one country, and they lost. The world <laughs> lost. Really. Yeah, because <laughs> they because false Jesus, didn't they didn't they accuse without real uh, convincing evidence? They accused the leader Assad of gassing <laughs> certain people. Why would the leader gas his own people when he's already winning the war? I don't know. All? Yeah, second of all, they uh, seem like propaganda to say, me. All, yeah, all I'm going to say is there's one really big culprit in this whole thing. And they, their, their country is right next to Syria. And they're the ones who have been behind all of the Holocaust, the Jewish Holocaust, the Christian Holocaust, the Armenian, all of them. And I'm not going to say which country it is, but, you know. I don't know. I think it's, should, I think it's good a, versus evil. I don't think it's even, it, I don't, it is it's not limited evil. to any one country. It is good versus evil, but, the, but, but, but there's certain people working with the evil and there's certain working with the good and... And the ones that are working with the evil, they're trying to destroy the followers of Christ. And, you know, that's, that's, what's ha- that's why this is happening in the Middle East, because, All right. you know, there's, there's, you know that's, that's how it is. But, you know, 
I can only talk. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, Anthony. It's good to hear it was from nice you. Talking to you. Yeah, you nice as well. You. Take care. Have a nice day. You as well. So quickly, guys, we have seven minutes to go. I want to cover this story from uh, what was this? This white supremacist Jeopardy fake scare. This was covered by the New York Slimes, the failing New York Slimes, and they don't ask the most pertinent question. Um, This is written by Ben Smith that came out on Sunday. The failing New York Slimes, stupid anti-white suckers, well, they write about stupid anti-white suckers, but they themselves are also anti-white suckers. The headline reads, I'll take... White supremacist hand gesture for $1,000. And they're talking about how hundreds of Jeopardy contestants, contestants, past contestants, that's how there are hundreds, right? Because normally there's only, what, three or four contestants in a single game? Talked themselves into a baseless conspiracy theory and won't be talked out of it. And it's not even a conspiracy theory. It's just a lie. A recent Jeopardy episode, a man named Kelly Donahue made a gesture that set off a firestorm. And Jeopardy airs on, I I guess, ABC. It's written by Ben Ben Smith, once again. And so this guy showed three fingers, his pinky, his ring finger, and his middle finger. And, And so when you show those three fingers you're automatically kind of making an okay sign, right? This thing is the okay sign. And that's supposed to mean when you make an okay sign, that's the three fingers and then your, your thumb and fourth and index finger, what, pointer, whatever it's called, are together. And that, the three fingers up make a W. And the, uh, I guess your hand and this thing make a P. White power. That's the pretense. That was a made-up thing pushed by 4chan. And it was documented by the far-left enemies of America and white people and, uh, honestly, Jews, uh, the ADL, Anti-Defamation League. They debunked it. They debunked it. (laughs) They said, no, this was made by 4chan to troll people into thinking, oh, this is a white power symbol. But then it became popular amongst Trump supporters. I think Trump used to do this thing a little bit. He used to make the OK sign. A whole bunch of politicians are seen doing the OK sign. It's a very universal OK symbol. Or just a stressor symbol. But this guy just showed his, like this. And there's another picture showing him holding up one finger, holding up two fingers, and then holding up three fingers. (laughs) Look at this. That's because he won one, two, and three times. That's his third victory. He's all smiling. His red uh, tie. And he's a white man, I guess. Donahue. And, uh, so this private Facebook group saw this, former contestants. One guy wrote, based on the evidence we've seen being bandied about elsewhere, there's a real possibility he was giving either a white power or a three percenter hand gesture. And so what if he were, but he's not. But the deeper point is, so what if he were? Is he, is he allowed to be white? Anyway, he said... This was a three, no more, no less. That's what he said. <laughs> Dumb lynch mob. Fifty viewers were tweeting about it, talking about Ku Klux Klan, QAnon. 
the the anti Q people are as dumb and and I'm saying the word dumb nutty as the Q people. FYI, <clears throat> some people call it gang. Yeah, gang signs. Gang signs. People use it on the red carpet. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Get you killed. Doom Jesus makes the point. They also say it's six six six. Yeah, that's true too. Oh yeah, the OK sign. That's a uh, that's a Illuminati six 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 symbol too. Because six six six. We clip that. <laughs> but anyway, Jeopardy contestants were going after him. Five hundred ninety five hundreds of former contestants signed this letter asking why Jeopardy didn't edit out that moment. And saying, we cannot stand up for hate, we stand, we cannot stand next to hate, we cannot stand on stage with something that looks like hate. Stupid. They're the ones full of hatred. By the way, like Donahue, this guy Donahue, this contestant, Jeopardy is a TV talk show, by the way, if you're not familiar. I think you would be, most of you are familiar. A TV talk show where you, know, you, rec- you memorize a bunch of facts, or you know a lot. You know a lot of facts? And so, by the way, the extreme left anti-American so-called fact-checking website Snopes debunked this whole thing, too. Even Snopes, which hates America and white people. They got less attention, said, No, Jeopardy champ Kelly Donahue did not make the white power hand gesture. But they don't care. They want him to speak, make a second statement, and uh, say that He also condemns, he rejects and condemns white supremacy. Why? Why? It's anti-white. Duh, we all know that. And many members of this private Facebook group saw this, these people being unhinged, but they stayed quiet. When good people do say nothing, right? They stayed quiet. This guy, Sean Buell who was a 2020 contestant, he stayed silent because he assumed he would be shouted down. Cowardice? I suppose so. He initially considered membership in that Facebook group an honor, but then he learned to stay quiet in January after another silly incident. People went nuts. Crazy, huh? Really crazy. He said there wasn't a hidden agenda or any malice behind it, except to gloat that he won three. (laughs) It's ridiculous. So the mastery of facts and trivia and high IQ, supposedly high IQ, is no guard against falling for dumb stuff when you're, uh, and prejudice against innocent people and especially against white people when you're brainwashed. What if you were for whites? That's not hate. They're the haters. Hate blinds you. They're blind. Anyway, guys, I'll have to share with you the passage tomorrow that I uh, came across because I want to give it a fair uh, explanation, this passage that I want to cover. It's from Romans again. Very nice passage. A biblical basis for a lot of stuff that JLP uh, says that some of you guys say, oh, Jesse doesn't care about the Bible. But most of the stuff that he says is totally biblical, if not all of it. Anyway, guys, that's that. This has been the Hake Report, thehakereport.com for my stuff. JesseLeePeterson.com for Jesse's stuff. That's how you can sign up for the men's conference. And also from there, you can find hotel info as well. And if you're a lady, you want to come to the church the next morning, you can do it. Thanks, guys, and take care.